Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Against the Bulls, or is that because you used to be part owner, very part owner? Like slightly, like point zero zero one percent owner? Yeah, yeah, but still. It still counts. I was talking more about Key and him saying he wants to tighten up his chin. I don't know. Mm. No, I'm going to put the, the, uh, the cleft in there. The yeah. cleft in the chin, yeah. yeah. Think I should do that? No, it's not a good idea. Why? You just leave your face it's Very pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Be a little bit too much. Everyone with the plastic surgery in their face. What are you doing? What do you mean? What are you, I want to enhance. You know, like you wearing a lipstick like this to duck. I want to enhance my look. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? You're so Hollywood. Enhance my look. What's wrong with that? Well, that's true. I, not everyone suffers from the same disease I'm getting, I do, where I'm I get getting, handsomer and handsomer as I get I'm older. Getting, it's just in. I'm getting older. Yes. I got to make sure that these young guys aren't coming for me on my television job. You know, young Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, all guests right. on the Goodyear Hotline. So the Nets. Beat the Bulls, right? That's the two seed Nets beating the top seeded Bulls, one thirty eight, one twelve. Nets got sixty one from the big three last night. They're thirteen and three over the last two seasons when KD, Kyrie, and Harden are in the lineup. And like, even though it's the top seed, to me, I was looking at it yesterday. Even before that, when we were talking last week or whatever, we were discussing the Bulls and the Nets or whatnot. It's like a fake one to me anyway, because the real one is the Nets. It's not a fake one. It's the real don't, one is the Nets, call. man. I understand that the Nets, when James Harden and KD are playing off the charts, but it's not like that's been okay, consistent so, throughout so the course of the year, right? There's been a lot of question marks around that team. The, the Bulls are deserving of a number one spot. Now, does it mean that they're going to win the whole thing and come out of the East? I'm not we'll saying see. it's going to translate to that. So that's why I call it a fake number one, because, because if all three of those dudes – if we didn't have the Kyrie only could play on the road issue, would they be in the number one spot? No, no Chicago, they would not be. That's why it's a fake Well, I would one. say it's fake number one for this. I that's agree with Key for this, just one. for this reason. Just like, just like it was. I'm sensitive. Just like the Bucks oh, championship. For him. I'm yeah, sorry. Just because the, think the Bucks championship last year, too. It's so obvious that when the Nets have their three guys, they're playing like the rest of the league is playing games. Different. That it's like the, Buc- the Bucks with, by an inch. Got by the Nets just with one dude. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I, I agree with it. Yeah. I agree with it. I'm just not taking away from the Bulls. The Bulls that won 31 games not, uh, no. last year. Bulls now, you know what I mean? DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Yeah. And, you know, the Lonzo Ball, the you way know, this team is playing you know is pretty special. Last, That's all. You know what happened last night? Right, I, I was like uh, early in the third, I think it was. Uh, it was still a, maybe a bucket or two the game, right? James Harden comes in, boom, hits a three. I forgot who he found in the paper. And you, Patty you, Mills. Yeah, it was Patty, Patty Mills, Mills in the paper. And down. then boom. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, they're kind of they're almost up double digits. Just like you, you blink your eye and it's like that. Just, what do you, what's the league going to do with these guys? Well, the question is, you know, we'll, we'll get into this. Ky, there's, there's an example out there where Kyrie can play every home game for the Brooklyn Nets if they want him to. Indeed, we will get we'll, into we'll that. We'll see. You say, what, what, what did you say 
what is it? What can the league do with these guys? Mm-hmm. Now, there's teams on the West that's probably not going to back down, right? You you got most people thinking that Golden State's coming out of the West, Golden State or Phoenix or yeah or. Jeez, get this man some water. What do you? What? DeAndre Ayton has taken steps forward, even from his improvement from last year. And 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 there is always the feeling with the with the Warriors, like what are you going to do about a big? Well, first of all, Keith, take a sip of water. Secondly, I just did. I ain't going to let y'all just run over the East like that. It ain't like like Milwaukee is still the defending champions, right? It's still going to be hard to go through them. Miami's playing good basketball. I mean. James Harden needs – he had 16 assists last night. That was a different James Harden. We no, haven't seen that style of Jay, James what Harden. Jay, what Key's saying about the West is I said, what are they going to do with him? Because just KD was almost too much for the Bucks. So if you add the big three – so in other words, we already have seen what that looks like in the East if those three are playing together. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, now we're going, is there anyone out West? And the Warriors look like yeah. the team out West. They, they look like the them, team maybe. that can compete. And then you could kind of slide the Suns in there to a degree, I guess. Jay, not to go, not to rush past your Bulls. Since the preseason, you yeah. and I have both been high on mm-hmm. the Bulls. They put a good thing together. Again, they're doing this without Patrick Williams. This was supposed to be a development year where we said, could he be the best player on the team? Gone for the season, right? So uh, they're doing this. Look, and they played last night without Alex Caruso. I'm not saying Alex Caruso is going to be the huge differentiator, but he, he is nice massive no, he gives when them, he's on the court defensively because yeah. he can guard a James or a Kyrie. So him on the court – is one thing piece. that they need, a, a major piece. Yeah, a piece. I would also say they need an upgrade. Look, Kobe White, I love him, played at North Carolina, very talented kid. It kind of feels like with all the guards that they have on that team, he could be a piece that they can trade. I wouldn't overlook the likes of a Jeremy Grant. Mm. If you got Jeremy Grant on this team with DeMar DeRozan, with Zach Levine, with Vucevic, with Lonzo Ball, to with To replace Caruso, the Patrick Williams absence? You could potentially – I don't know if I want to let go of Patrick Williams. No, no, no. I'm just saying because he's the not absence, there yes. because of injury. Yes, I think that could be a piece that defensively could help the Nets and also could help them offensively from a floor spacing perspective with Zach and with DeMar. But see, I, the, the defensive side for the Bulls, though, upgrading that – and I'm just saying – I'm looking past everybody else. Yeah, you, whatever. That's, right? that's, you, you, can, that. you can crucify me for looking past everybody else in the East. You still got three prolific scores with the Nets that at any moment, one of them can go ham on you and go nuts. So if you only got one or two guys on the defensive end, as you know, Jay, somebody's going to be left unaccounted for. I agree, but that's what I'm saying. If you get it, Jeremy Grant can guard the likes of uh, Kevin Durant. Now, I'm not saying he's going to guard him and – He'll lock him down, but I I would like that matchup. I would like it. I still favor KD, but I would like that well, matchup. We're, we're, I would have Alonzo Ball on a James Harden. I would have Alex Caruso on a Kyrie Irving. Like I'm not saying they're going to win those matchups, but still, defensively, I like we're, that. We're, let but, me ask you this, though, Jay, as a basketball player, though. Yes, I am and a ha- basketball player. Thank <laughs> and you. having been in matchups, though, when you neutralize one of the three that you're talking about and you said they're not going to slow him down, KD's still going to drop 25 on your head. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's still probably going to drop 20 on your head. And then James Harden, he might that's just good. go nuts and go 30 on you. Can you hear me? One, and that's one, two. slowing them down? Yeah. That's, that's – I mean, you have, Key, that's how – I mean, look, you played against some of the top quarterbacks ever to play the game. Like, okay, like, so if – you're not going to stop everybody from throwing, you know, for 250 yards, right? But if you can – if you can minimize that to a degree, if you hold KD to 20 or but, 24, 
right? That's different than him going off for 35. And you mitigate other people. Like, you got to take it in that aspect, right? Like, yeah, one guy may go off, but if you're hindering the other two to an extent, that gives you the best chance to win. No, it, it, it will give you the best chance to win. But when I do the numbers in my head, Max, mathematically, and I'm giving KD 25 and I'm giving Kyrie 20, and then I'm like, James is going to get his. Because he see that, James might wind up getting his 30. How you going to win? Well, if you can hear me in this mic, can you? Yeah, why do you have two, mics? you have two mics? Just put both mics up. Say it's just you know. All I need is two mics. I spit it so hot, man! It melted the one mic, and now we're. On. Uh, look, I, I'll say this: you mentioned Kobe White. I like the thing I like about the way the Bulls are constructed is they got guys who can play next to anybody, right? They like Lonzo Ball's a guy like that. I think Kobe White's a guy like that. You can play next to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at either guard spot in the back. The difference between these two teams is the Nets have three. Superstars. That's who? the difference between Jay. every team I agree. and the but, Nets. But here's, but this is why you look Except out. West. This is right. This is why you look out west. The Nets have three guys who can get their own shot and score from all three levels at historically almost unprecedented levels. Even the Warriors. The reason you look at the Warriors and you think maybe because Clay can't do that. Clay can shoot the lights out, but if he's putting it on the floor, he's not Kyrie Irving, right? Okay. Yeah. So the reason we like the Warriors maybe is cuz they have continuity that the Nets don't have. Yeah, I just right? don't like when you guys call my Chicago Bulls a fake number 1 team when they've earned it. I hear you. They've earned it. All right, it. they're the number 1 seed. I mean, for right now, they've earned it. I'm not saying it's going to be that way in the I'm, long run. They, they, they've I like this it. Bulls I like this Bulls team a whole lot. Key says the defending Super Bowl champs are on upset alert this weekend, and it might not be the biggest upset of the Super Wild Card weekend. We'll tell you which is next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Here's a schedule. On Saturday, the number five Raiders are at the number four-seeded Bengals. Oh, you know I gave him a nickname, right? I gave Joe Burrow a nickname on TV yesterday. This This is the nickname now. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Joe Thorough. Joe Thorough. People talking about Joe Shiesty and Joe this and that. Why? Joe Thorough. It, it's perfect. Key is still deciphering whether he likes it or not. I like it. I rock with yeah, it. Yeah, Joe Key, Thorough. Your all day. Yeah, you're it's indifferent. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Number six, Patriots. I hate when you poo-poo things like that. I it's, didn't poo-poo. It's fine. It's fine. I don't poo-poo it. Number six, Patriots at number three, Buffalo Bills. You know how cold it's going to be? Yeah. Minus donut. I can't. 
I don't even know what that is. I'll be watching it from inside my house. I played in bad weather, but minus zero right now in my life. I haven't been in that in so long. Sunday, the Eagles are at the Bucks. Possibility for an upset there. It'd be a big upset. Uh, the 49ers at the Cowboys. A lot of people liking the 49ers there. And the Steelers at the Chiefs. And then on Monday, cards at Rams. God, that's a lot of football. Ooh, it's a lot of football. football so, of all those matchups, right, Eagles, Bucks jumps out as like a big kind of point spread. Like a, that, They're big underdogs, the Eagles. But the Steelers are a 12-and-a-half-point dog Sunday night against the Chiefs. And so Ben Roethlisberger was asked if they've talked about that challenge, and this is what he said. We haven't discussed it, but I think, um, you know, I would, I would assume as a group you understand that, you know, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the – out of 14 teams I think are in, we're probably number 14. Um, <laughs> we're a double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one, te- the number one team that's – I know they're not the number one team, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years. Um, arguably the best team in football. Um, we don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have fun. So Big Ben gave him another touchdown. Yeah. Because you said 12 and yeah, a half. 12 and a half. And a half yeah. He gave him 20. Yeah. So he, he basically gave him another touchdown. A touchdown and the extra point. Yeah, and the, and, and, and the two-point conversion. He's about yeah. as good of a handicapper as Key is on the national championship game. I'm still, uh, waiting, I'm still waiting for my money. I can give you my MetaMask wallet if you want it transferred in crypto. I'd want it in singles. I, I would um, like it in singles, so but apparently he doesn't want to pay here, me my money. Here's the, I'm really here's the deal. frustrated by it as he tries here's to transition. Here's the deal with, with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has an opportunity 5%. to really – do something here if they could somehow figure out how to create the turnovers and get Patrick Mahomes back into the funk that he was in when he was playing bad and give Big Ben a short field. Because what you don't want to do is have Big Ben trying to go the length of the field, scoring touchdowns and put points on the board. That's how you win and you upset in the playoffs. You get a few little things to bounce your way, and then all of a sudden they start to press and get out of their comfort zone and get away from the things that they've been doing well because they feel like you're right on their cheeks. Why is it that, first of all, the Steelers, you think of two guys. You think of Tomlin and Roethlisberger. But why is it, Jay, when I, when, like what Key just said, the guy that does not get enough credit on that team to me is Mika Fitzpatrick. Mm. Fitzpatrick was the dude they traded for. Oh, no, he gets plenty of but, love. But what I'm saying is he's the guy that held that, that – he was a tipping point on the defense when they lost Roethlisberger, still went 8-8, eight and eight, right? And what you just said, you need to create a turnover. You need to put certain doubt in Patrick Mahomes' not mind. Fitzpatrick, to me, is the dude I got my eye on. Like, if they – Jay, they don't have to win even, but just make this a dogfight. So, look, establish the run. Right? Yeah. Take out time off the clock. Yeah. Limit the possessions for Patrick Mahomes. And your defense has to come out better than they did first time they matched up, right? Like, remember the Chiefs came out to a 14 0 lead. All of a sudden, by the time it got to the middle of the third quarter, it was 30 to nothing, right? They didn't so, have Kelsey either. Fair, fair point on that. It's just scary when you think, you talk about the Nets in their upside, you think about the Chiefs and what <laughs> they can do. It's kind of similarities there. But look, their defense has to be phenomenal. But I do like the approach that Ben has, though, right? Like, all right, like everybody, everybody in the world knows. That the Chiefs are going to win this game. Yeah, we know. I'll be sarcastic about it. Yeah, shoot with the game. I'll be sarcastic about it. But there is something about the Steelers that when the game becomes chunky, 
and it becomes ugly. You're like, oh, damn, Mike Tomlin. Like, this is his sweet spot in the trenches. It's hard for me to imagine this game ending and the Steelers not leaving an impression. You know what I mean? Like, you can lose, but it's hard for me to imagine it's a laugher. It's cakewalk for the Chiefs because it's Roethlisberger's last game because it's a Tomlin-coached team. Yeah, but it's extremely hard to beat a team. And you just twice and even three times. Just look around the league. Buffalo lost to New England. The second the second time around wasn't even close because it's just hard to do. It, it's it's a hard thing to Why? do. Why? Because they know your tendencies and all. Well, this? you you get a chance. I get a chance to study you out. I got my film plus I got however many games since you played me film to look at things. So I got an extra evaluation. And how you. much of it is the stuff that you just can't fake? Like if you're motivated to get a team back. Even if they – like, I imagine that gives you a little extra juice that they Man, don't have. I, they won already. See, I was never one of like that, that that felt that way about, oh, I want to play them and get them back, revenge. It wasn't like that. It was more about what did we do wrong? I remember this specifically in the divisional playoff game. I mean, I'm sorry. In a regular season game, we played the Philadelphia Eagles before we played them to go to the Super Bowl. And they beat us in the regular season. But it was little things that we did. They brought mm-hmm. a casino blitz, which is an all-out blitz. They brought everybody, zero coverage. The corner was inside. And they, when they brought the blitz, we're taught as receivers to get our depth, run the slant. So I get my full depth at six yards, and I run right in. Brad throws it, and I run right into the defender. Incomplete, get off the field, go home. You know how they do all that, DBs. When we played them in a championship game, they brought the same thing. Instead of pushing up six yards, right now and I go. He's way back there now and anticipating me to run into him Full again. Depth and you ain't and they, do they it. didn't do it. Bam, mm-hmm. boom, touchdown, let's go home. And so the second time around, the little things that we Adjustments, fixed, like adjustments. Exactly. Joe Jervicious, 70-yard scamper on the shallow cross. First time around, we ran that same play. But this time... We didn't pick the linebacker, but the second time we did. So it's all the little things like that. This is the best coaching matchup there is first weekend, right? I mean, think about Andy <laughs> Reid and Mike Tomlin. I mean, two geniuses going at each other. Those same micro adjustments key that you're talking yeah. about making. And then you have to start thinking about, too, if their back is against the wall. Like, will this, will this game with the way Ben goes out, will it make you look at him differently if they get smacked? Yeah, I, if they get smacked, what? No, no, no because he's because they're he's supposed ancient. to get smacked. But I'll say something that. But keeps, you kind of don't feel like they are, right? Doesn't it feel a little bit like it's not going to be? Nah, they're always going to remember the day to, they played the Steelers. Even though, even though what you're saying, but they're supposed to. So yeah. if he goes out, it's like well, they wasn't going to win anyway. But what something what you just said Key, is interesting to me in that the, it's hard to beat a team twice. Why? Because if you won the game. What are you really adjusting to? They made the mistakes. You did it right. The team that made the mistakes or that got caught is the team that can adjust to Correct. what the other team exactly. is doing. How, you don't know what that adjustment is yet. How are you going to adjust you, back? You're only going to change a few little things when you win. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at KJ and Max, what would be the biggest upset of Super Bowl Wild Card Weekend? Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season's over. And Georgia fans are celebrating their victory, a return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one 
fans deserve. Jerry Jones says it's championship or bust for the Cowboys. So is there more pressure on Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy to deliver? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. America's team. America. What are we talking about? The decline of America? Jeez. They've won four playoff games in a quarter century. Hey, hey, hey look. Just in a quarter century. That's just, America's team? Hey, look. Just because, just because we're Giant looking for fans, a new GM. Man, are crazy. And, uh, you know, a new head coach. And things look on the up and up. Let's just, you know, let's let's take it easy. You know why the let's roof was why the hole was in the roof though, right? Why is that? So the men upstairs can look down and go to the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they, they are anyway, the Cowboys are certainly loaded now. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. It is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Doesn't get much straighter than this. From Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan on the expectations of the Cowboys entering these playoffs. How do you define success once you make the play? Is it title or bust for you? Oh, uh, unquestionably. There's no, there's, uh, no in-between. Uh, a lot of that has got to do with availability of your players at that time. We're in good shape. We're in real good shape right now. And so, uh, uh, you know, we should, we should be... Uh, uh, excited and be planning on it. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Key, what do you hear when Jerry says that? The best availability is being available, right? That's best ability hear. is availability. Yeah, yeah. best ability yeah. is availability. And, and that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about anything other than we are stacked, we are loaded, everybody's healthy, and we anticipate and we expect to be playing in SoFi Stadium based on our roster, based on our quarterback being one and two in the playoffs and playing pretty well in those playoff games in the past, based on our running game, our offensive line is intact. We got all three dogs on the defensive front with us. We got our secondary intact. We got a a Super Bowl appearing defensive coordinator. We got a young up-and-coming offensive coordinator. We got a Super Bowl-winning head coach, and we expect to be in the damn Super Bowl. And he should, because when you pay a quarterback the type of money that they paid Dak Prescott, that right there tells you 
they feel good about their chances at the beginning of the year about going to the Super Bowl. See, Keith, I, that's yeah. why I think people rock with our show and rock with us. Because every other media outlet you will hear from today will try to extract something different from that just because we heard Jerry Jones talk. Yeah. Right? It's like every time you hear Aaron Rodgers talk, sometimes you could just take what he says for face value because maybe that's how he actually feels. And for me, I extract what's wrong with having a standard of excellence. That's what Jerry Jones has here. That's what he's talking about. Yes, the expectation is for us to win a damn Super Bowl. That's why we play the game every single I'll year. Tell you what's wrong and every with single year that we don't do it, especially this year where we have all the pieces in play, that's considered to be a failure for us. That's fine. I'll tell you what's wrong with it, though. You ask what's wrong with having a standard of excellence. Here's the whole problem. And this is why people read into it and think, maybe, is he talking about Mike McCarthy? Like, in other words, Key just said, they got a defense and an offense for the first time together, right? And they're healthy relative compared to the rest of the league. And they got a great quarterback in his prime and he's paid and everything's good. They got a couple running. They got everything you need. So that's one variable left. That's the head coach. And the reason I think some people are reading in, oh, is that a, is that a warning shot at McCarthy? To me, if that's, you have a standard of excellence. To me, that's digging, man. You reach it at that point. Well, maybe. But the, but the whole reason they've only won four playoff games in the last 25 years is because Jerry Jones couldn't take Jimmy Johnson getting credit, having the big ego, wanting to do things his way. He was young. He, Bill Parcells <laughs> comes in. Bill Parcells ain't getting pushed around. Jerry Jones had a chance to hire the right coach. Instead, he hired the coach with the best resume who he knew didn't have a lot of leverage because no one else was trying to hire him. But he's won a Super Bowl. See, he was like a coach, and he brought him at, in. I don't look at it that way, though, Max. I look at it as he's hired a coach that did have the best resume but actually knew what he was doing. Time ran out in Green Bay for him. So, therefore, rather than the New York Jets being smart enough to hire him when he wanted to get that job, they passed on him. That's the way that I look at it. But, look, if he had a Bill Parcells-type personality, if McCarthy was like, look, Jerry, that's great. I want to come and coach for you. You got to get out of the way. You got to let me do X, Y, and Z. It would never work. But but there's nothing wrong with that, though, Max, because – Bill is Bill. Jerry got out of the way. The moment that Jerry started just being Jerry and Bill being who Bill is, Bill is like, man, I don't, I, I got other things to do rather than waste my time telling you to stay your ass away from the team. Well, but that's Bill. But it, Mike McCarthy is okay with Jerry being around and getting on his radio Jay. shows and those sort of things. Well, He's okay with that. I was gonna say though, Max, like. Yeah, there obviously is pressure on Mike McCarthy to win the whole damn thing. But, you know, this team got founded in 1960 to come into the NFL. They've been around for 60 years. They've had nine head coaches. Nine. There's not like there's a history of, hey, this coach didn't get, get him out of here really quick. There's, they show patience with coaches. That's what the track record has proven. But my point is there's a reason they've only won, in spite of many rosters that look like, ooh, that looks pretty good, four playoff games in a quarter century. If you are America's team, you four playoff games in a quarter century is unacceptable, right? Why is it? I agree with you. Why is that. it even though Jerry Jones is a pretty good GM? He and his son are, are together they have a pretty good front office, pretty good in terms of selecting the roster and evaluating talent and all that stuff. And the answer is was Jason Garrett a good head coach? No, he wasn't. Come on. They 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 limit the pool of potential coaches. To guys that Jerry knows are not going to push back. That's the problem. No, you got to. 
I hate that narrative for whatever reason because of the Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones feud after two Super Bowls. Everybody's just running with that. That's lazy? You think it. it's lazy? It's super lazy because it's not it. First of all, when he hired Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, for whatever, whoever reasons, I don't know why it was that way, was this up-and-coming offensive coordinator under Wade Phillips. They couldn't get over the hump. He took Jason and put him on the sideline. He did not want to just fire him. He didn't want to do the giant thing. Every two years, you get a new head coach. That's not they what don't want to do it either. That's, That's why they keep yeah. doing it. It's this is the record. third time in a row, so to speak. He didn't want to do that. Then if you back up to Shan Gailey, Dan, was it Dan Campo, whatever mm-hmm. it's Dave Campo, those dudes were in-house. So he made a decision at that time to hire them. Barry Switzer was on autopilot with the playmaker and those guys. He was on autopilot. Me and you and, and Jay could have coached them right. to a Super Bowl. Did Jimmy Johnson's yeah, team. Yeah, it was yeah. autopilot. So when you look at that, you go to yourself and you go, okay, all right, I understand why he's doing or he did things the way that he did it. Now, fast forward to where they are today. The pressure is on Mike McCarthy. There is no question about it because, as I said before, there is a loaded deck. You got a high-priced quarterback. And when teams have high-priced quarterbacks, the expectations are at another level. You have a Super Bowl-winning coach. It's another level. Well, that, listen, Kimberly A. Martin, the ESPN NFL reporter, was on Get Up yesterday, and not as this was not her in her capacity as a reporter. Mm-hmm. It's in her. It, she's giving her opinion. Although I will say this: when someone talks to a lot of people, they have very informed opinions. And and here's Kimberly Martin talking about Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy just needs one game. One game. If he could get one game, if he could get past the 49ers. I think he's he's good. But if they were to be one and done with this roster, after how many times we've been talking about Mike McCarthy this season, and does he put his team in the best situation? Does he understand clock management? Is he going to is he going to be the liability for this roster? It's going to be bad in Dallas. Oh, Key. I mean, you, if they get bounced in the first round. That's not a great look for McCarthy at all. And you're actually you're thinking about it, Key. Like it, you're you it, are teed off. If you lose, but again, we're not trying to be, and I say we, I mean, I'm thinking as an owner of Jerry Jones, I'm not trying to be the New York giants. I'm not trying to fire a coach every two years just because I anticipate we're supposed to go to the Super Bowl. because guess what happens now? I'm resetting the clock again. Now I'm bringing somebody in or I'm, I'm I'm getting Kelly Moore to go to the sideline or I'm hiring Dan Quinn. And now what? So wait, so shouldn't we, Internally, like us three, shouldn't we change our expectations of the Cowboys in? Like, what? It, well, my thing is, like, just Kimberly said, like, maybe it's win one game. No. Like, well, all right, Key, well, you're talking about a team since 1997 to now has won a total of three playoff but games. But wait, wait, let's back now, up. Now we're expecting them out of nowhere to win four straight. It, let's, let's back up. They haven't up. been to the NFC Championship since 1950. Hold, hold on, this is this, 95, the, 96. The Dallas Cowboys are loaded. They have an offense, they have a defense, they have the quarterback, and Jason Garrett may have lost his job. And I really think this – I remember at the time just talking about this on TV and the radio and stuff, like Jerry Jones has set everything up. At a certain point, it's going to be like, Garrett, you got your quarterback, you got everything now. Yes. What can you do with it? He couldn't get it done. He left. I understand you don't want a lot of turnover. They bring in Mike McCarthy, okay? But that does beg the question, this Sunday – Based on what Kimberly is saying, I feel the same way. Is there most – who has more pressure on them? 
the coach, Mike McCarthy, or the quarterback who just got paid, who's in his sixth season in the league, who's supposed to be great, who has all the weapons, who's facing more pressure here? I think it's the quarterback. I do. I honestly think Dak Prescott is facing more pressure than Mike McCarthy because he's on the field playing. Mike McCarthy could hide behind <clears throat> Dak Prescott. He could there's a he could camouflage, so to no speak. Way, no way. Where Dak Prescott is out there and he's the high price paid quarterback of America's team. And he's one and two with pretty good numbers in the playoffs. But when you look at it from a whole, everybody's gonna point to that and say, He's the reason that they have an advance because, oh, if he throws an interception, if he fumbles, or if he's bouncing balls at people's feet. See, this is why you shouldn't have gave him the money. You shouldn't have gave him money. You shouldn't have gave him the money. It'll be all the pressure on him. But Mike McCarthy has pressure, too. He'll have pressure, too. See, I, I don't – I mean, I, obviously there's pressure on Dak. But, like, also Dak's coming off injury, guys. Like, it's been something he's been battling through this year. I still feel like at the end of the day, as much as people will be disappointed in Dak, they would still give him a pass, regardless of the fact he got a bag. Know why, Jay? I know why? say it, though, Jay. You know that injury was a while ago, so they ain't giving him no. But this speaks to it. This speaks to it. I was going to finish my point. People. No, go, go. No, go ahead. People have made up their mind. I'm just, I'm responding to what you said. People have made up their mind about Dak. They think he's good. Yes. They don't know about Mike McCarthy, yes. but they think Dak is good. And he so got paid more, the bag. So like I do agree confirmed. with you. I do agree with you here because they are invested in Dak, and they're like, we got everything. It must be the coach. They're more inclined to blame the coach than the quarterback Agreed. here. It's not that there's no pressure on Dak. I think there is pressure on Dak. But Diana Rossini is here with us what now. What up, DR? Good to be in studio with everyone. Can't have missed you, man. I don't How like you watching doing? you on the screen. I like being right in studio with you. Why Diana, yeah, Diana, in the dark. Looking right at you. No, they're getting ready to turn their lights yeah. off. Yeah. Diana giving the she straight over, talk. Over Diana brought over to you by me. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, she, she no like compromise. Me. I was like, okay, well, you've been in the sun, but that's the light. <laughs> Jay, I didn't mean to, to, to interrupt your point. I'm sorry. I thought you – go. Go ahead. I was just messing with you. No, no. All right. I thought you had something to say. No, we're, well, we're, in, we were on the same page. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was that's talking about the fact that – that's all those little. Here's my shine. It's there it is. Now, for those now who, the lights. For those, those who are listening to us uh, on the TV side of this, I was in the dark there. Yes. They were leaving oh. me in the shadows of all their brilliant thoughts. But I'm here, boys. How are you? You're here to bring light on our Good. conversation? I am. Do you, what do you feel about this? Because for me, I think these in-game micro-adjustments that we see Mike McCarthy make or not make and how we've been on top of that. And Key gets always angry about it. I understand. But do you think there's more pressure on Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott? No, there's 100% more pressure on Dak Prescott. He's the quarterback that, that that needs to go out there and win. They've won games despite Mike McCarthy. We've seen that. Um, but all eyes are on what Dak can do. I mean, even before he signed that contract, all we did was debate on the show, is he worth the money? Is he worth the money? I bet you we could bring that conversation back now and we would still have the same thoughts, and, and I think there's a lot of people who would have different opinions. Even though he already got the big contract, he has the weapons. There is no reason at this point that Dak Prescott should not be able to advance this team in the playoffs. This isn't on Mike McCarthy. I, I don't. Well, Max, I hear your point. I still think there's some um, opinions on whether or not Mike McCarthy is a great coach. I think around the league, though, he is considered to be a good coach. Well, then why didn't he have a job? Like, you know, no one was, was knocking down his door. He was out one Jerry, year. He was, was out one, one year. year, and the only reason he got hired by the Cowboys is because Jerry wanted a guy with oh, enough God, gravitas stop. to sell to the fans so he could push around. Man, it's very obvious. Really that's, why, that no, no, no. that's why, hold on, that's why they started selling this nonsense fantasy about 
he understood the game had passed him by, so now he studied analytics, and he just got a Ph.D. Oh, from, from, from MIT, and now he gets it. Come on, man. Has he, has he studied the analytics, do you think, uh, Diana? You think that you're from where you see so him coaching, hard, you think so? You're swimming so hard. I think Giant Dak fan. Prescott has just he, – he's made a lot of mistakes in the last month or so. So I think now if he is able to perform here in the playoffs, we kind of a, will erase all that. I, well, first of all, I totally agree there's a lot of pressure on Dak. The, the reason to me this is an interesting question is not because there's pressure on one and not the other. It's because there's a lot of pressure on both, right? Like, it, but not, not dissimilar to Los Angeles. A lot of pressure on McVay, a lot of pressure on Stafford. Both. The question is, who has more? Max, they go one and done. This is a catastrophe for Sean McVay as a head coach. Everything that this team did to get Matthew Stafford and the belief that McVay has in him and sold to us Mm. that this is their guy. He's the future. You know, he's going to win us championships. And then for Matthew Stafford individually, you know, what is his career going to be looked at or, or looked as, you know, he, he hasn't been able to be successful. And, you know, the Rams have been in on, on every free agent. They, you know, Les Snead there has, has had their hand in every pot here to try to build this team. If they don't win, I, I, I don't know if we can consider them to be a phenomenal coaching staff as we've been talking about them all season long. That, that's why I think I, there's I more think, pressure on Sean McVay. I well, think just because Stafford is first year, it, it doesn't matter. Five though. years, though. doesn't matter. It's pressure on both of them, Jay. Yeah. More, it's different pressure, though. Fair. Because one came and one wanted that individual to come. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at Matthew Stafford's record in the playoffs, 0-3, he doesn't have anything, oh, blah, blah, it's the Lions. Okay, now we dropped you in a loaded deck. So that's that pressure. Right? To deliver to get past that 0-3. Then there's Sean McVay, as, as Diana says, that I don't like him. I like him because he could get me what I need, which is a ring. Even though this guy took me there, I can't deal with him anymore. What will it Let's take? Let's mortgage the well, whole future me, to get him. Give yes. me yeah. two first-rounders. Give me a $100 million quarterback. Give me a third-round pick. You could try to win your championship. That's why I think there's more pressure on McVay. It's not like, you know, you think Matthew Stafford is out there saying, like, hey, like, come get me. Like, well, you made the decision to mortgage well, the house to hold, come hold on get a second, me. Hold on a second. I think this, based on what you're all saying, I, I think there's more pressure in game one especially on Matt Stafford, and this is why. Yes, McVay made that choice. McVay has – he's 35 years old. We were just talking about how – great his coaching tree is in the NFL already at 35. He's already been to a Super Bowl. There's a long road ahead for McVay as a coach in the NFL. Forget about just the Rams. Matthew Stafford has played 13 seasons. He has much less road ahead than what's already behind him. He has been to the playoffs three times, largely because of his own play, come up short every time. If he gets bounced in the first round it if he wins and advances oh look at that it really was the lions holding him back he's great we'll think of him as an upper tier quarterback if he gets bounced in the first round he's a loser he just can't win the big one i don't think there's more pressure on anyone in the nfl week week one of the playoffs wild card round than stafford diana 
Yeah, uh, I, I, you, you make great points. Going back to the Sean McVay coaching tree, I don't necessarily call it the McVay tree. It's really Shanahan if you think about it. Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, th- that's all Shanahan. And, you know, well, even in yeah. L- with the L.A. Chargers, <laughs> fair, you know, Stan- Stanley's more Vic Fangio. That's just more but, that true. You know, they're going to give but it I to the you. Wonder Boy. Yeah, the Wonder Boy. Yeah, they what, give it to the Wonder Boy. Well, Scruffy beard. But there, they is us. You look, were the one making the argument. It's a good argument. Look, I, I always remove myself. So that's why <laughs> I say they, even though I work with you guys, I am not a part of you guys. Oh, oh you are. Gosh. You certainly you are. To, oh, you have to you're, own You're a media here. member. You're no, really? I'm, I don't have any credentials that says media. Media. Not one. You're media. You you're you're on the radio right Here's now. You have potential. your own show. It's called Keyshawn. Your Keyshaw. paycheck says media. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Every Thursday it hits. Anyway, I, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from with Matthew Stafford, but there's, it's, it's, a different, it's different levels of pressure. They didn't bring Matthew Stafford here, Diana, to win a playoff game. That's not what they did. They brought him to win the Super Bowl this year. But yep. Not next year, yep. not the year after, this but year. Diana, when they were cooking and having that meeting in the hot tub in Cancun or wherever they were in Mexico, Cabo. trying to – They were in Cabo. Uh, way too long of a flight for us on the East Coast, so Cabo's not front of mind for me. Uh, they weren't having those conversations – to just have some success. They went all no in, which no is doubt. why the pressure is on. It's really on both of these guys. No yeah, doubt. No doubt. And less need. Okay, before, we, before you get out of here, real quick. Real, oh. we got about 45 seconds. Kick How much pressure is on Josh Allen in this, in this Patriots? Uh, I think the, the biggest challenge for Josh Allen is going to be performing in the cold. Right? He has one of the worst completion percentages mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL in the last 15 years. In freezing temps. And, guys, we know it's going to be in the single digits out there. So, uh, yeah, the, the pressure is certainly on him. Pressure's I on asked him at Diana, home. I at asked home. Diana about that because you are covering the Bills, Patriots, in Buffalo, Diana. Great luck with that. How many that. jackets? Yeah. Do you guys have any advice? I, I don't know how to stay warm. Josh Allen complains that his toes get cold. Keyshawn, I have the same issue. Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We'll give you the, the, Tweet me. the advice during the break. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast.